all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? I'm Rachel. And I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. Um, should we make it a habit to do our little housekeeping stuff and mentions in the beginning? That yeah. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. That's how That's how all the uh, big time Oh, yes. All the big timers do it. do it. We're not big time we in case not. you guys couldn't tell. <laughs> we literally have a microphone that we share in our bedroom <laughs> with, our, with a comforter over our door and our cats around. Yes. So. We're running a truly professional operation here. Well, to be fair, the cats usually are not around. Usually we kick them out. But. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Demetrius is opening the door. Yes, he is. Demetrius is the cat. Yes. One of them. One of the cats. Jesse Pinkman is the other, in case anyone's interested. And uh, that's not Aaron Paul. No. <laughs> we don't... <laughs> we don't... Oh, that's where Jesse Pinkman went. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Apparently... Um, who was the writer of Breaking Vince Bad? Vince Gilligan. Vincent Gilligan has been at our house writing the uh, the follow up. There you go. Anyway, <laughs> so um, what are, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking one of our favorites. Yes, um, it is Burial Beer. Yes. Out of uh, Charlotte. No. No. Asheville. Shoot. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna retake that. It's Burial Beer out of Asheville, Ash- North Asheville. Carolina. Yes. Um, Place in- we've been to a few. I've been to a few times. I've been to I've you've been to Burial once. Been there it once. was really nice. Their donut stout was delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is a collaboration with Jackie O's, which I have not been to. Yeah. Um, it is the Black Falls Baltic Porter with Spice Bush. It's very good, very it tasty. Is, it is good. It's um, it's not like Baltic porters can get pretty heavy and kind of weird tasting. This is not. It's the spi- I think the spices are what makes it really like nice and round and it's not too am I sounding like a beer snob? A little bit. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. A little bit. That's okay. <laughs> I don't drink wine, so this is like <laughs> Yeah, neither of us do. I don't eat cheese. I do so plenty of that. You do eat cheese, yes. Um, and also, um so now that we have uh, our uh, local beer out of the way. Yes. Not out of the way because no, it's not no, something it's, we're doing for, I'm going to be drinking for, it the entire for a gimmick. Time. It is something we do enjoy. That's right. <laughs> and let it be known that we're doing this for free. Yes. Although Burial and Jackios are both welcome they to uh, contribute if they like. This In is, any we're sort doing of this way. with our own money too, just so. Even if knows. it's a six pack a week. Mm. Just throwing it out there. There we go. Yeah, you can pay us off $10 at a time. <laughs> there we go. And we are. On all of the fun platforms of social media social and means. streaming. Yes, that's right. We're on Stitcher, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, um, a Google Play Music. SoundCloud. SoundCloud, yes. SoundCloud is our host, so. Um, and um, at All Bad Things Pod on Instagram and Twitter. So follow us. We've got a fair and, number and of on, followers. And on Facebook. And on Facebook, yes. In- and Instagram seems to be our uh, biggest hitter so far. Yeah, there's quite a few followers. Yeah. Um, Twitter's kind of eh as far as like number of followers, but that's okay. Um, and we also need to give a, uh, a uh, heads up or a shout out, as the kids would say. Shout out. 
10 years ago. Yeah. I don't know what they say now. Um, uh, yeah, to the ladies know. that host that podcast in Alabama. Oh, Corpus Delecti. Yes. The Corpus Delecti girls. Yes. yes. They, they gave us a mention. Jen and Lindsay. Yes. yes. They, they did. They did they mention, us mention us. They yeah. said we were a great podcast, and that was super sweet. Yes. That was so nice. They are, I recommend Corpus Delecti. It's a fun podcast. It's a true crime podcast. Um, but it, the hosts are uh, the, Jen and Lindsay. They're these two um, really fun Alabama girls. So I have, I have honestly, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, try to pretend that you've listened try to, to it. Toe That's the com- okay. Toe the party line as it be. There the you go. Line. I well, have not listened. You've played bits and pieces of it mm-hmm. for me, and it sounds like it would be kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, but I just haven't listened yet. Well, you're not as much of a true crime fan per se. No. Women tend to be much bigger true crime. I like uh, I like the music podcasts. I like uh, history uh, and like, like the weird stuff, like last podcast and. Well, they get into weird stuff, but there's also crime. That's they like do serial do killers. Yes, and they did that kind like, of stuff. No, yeah, they've done tons. that kind of stuff. Is for some reason interesting to me. Yeah, it might have something to do with. I started watching horror movies when I was like six. And no, they have a horror never, bend to them. Yes, it never never stops. Super well, their apparent, their whole paranormal. intro is um, a bunch There's of. There's no place to hide. And well, all that. one of it is a clip from a uh, like one of the very first horror video games. Believe it or not, really, what Castlevania? What what on the audio original? Clip? Uh, Rise say? from your grave. Oh, that's from oh, a video game. Really? I yes. thought it was a movie. Yeah. No, it's from a video game. For all those gamers out there, <laughs> because I am one too. Yes, yes, you are. Yes, big fan. Um, so yes, big thanks to the ladies of um, Corpus Delecti. It's a fun podcast. I definitely recommend it. They're very funny, and just because, but but not like, um, you know, you can tell when people are trying to be funny. Sometimes I feel like that's uh, us. You mean, you mean me? <laughs> well, well, me. I do it too, but um, but they're just like it's like they're literally just talking about this, and they get excited and they say funny things without. Without meaning to, it's not not because it's like stupidity or anything. Because it's they're just genuinely, like, off the cuff funny. It's yeah. it's it's very nice. They they and they seem like nice people to do so. So yeah, there's our there's our housekeeping. Yes. So you give us a plug, we'll give you a plug. Yes. There we go. That's a great way to do as it. As it were. Yes. So what are we talking about? <clears throat> All right. Tonight. Tonight we've got our first pandemic. We have yet to talk about an outbreak of disease. Okay. So this is our first one. Do you Uh, have any guesses? I I mean, there have been several recently, but I... That's true. I mean, I don't... uh, I'm just going to sit back and listen. Okay. And chime in with a stupid comment. Okay. (laughs) Well, this is the story of the 1918 flu pandemic. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. I think of the Treaty of uh, Treaty of Versailles. Okay, that's going to come into play actually Is it really? a little bit, okay. a little bit. Um, so this was also called the Spanish flu. Okay, that's how I know. Okay, okay. you've heard of it that heard way, the, which yes. we'll talk about more okay. a little bit later too. But that, so. that's that seems to be it's a uh, commercial name. Y- yeah, like the nickname or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So get these numbers. Between January 1918 and December 1920, a massive influenza virus infected 500 million 
people, mm-hmm. a half a billion people mm-hmm. worldwide, killing an estimated, what would you guess? Out of that many people, I, mm-hmm. I guess I would go at least 10 million. I'm going to start with 10, mil- 10 million. Okay. Out of, out of 500 million? Yes. Okay. 50 to 100 million people. So I was way off. You you were it could have you could have said like five million and been really off. But. No, that that was definitely going to be eight figures with uh, with that many people yeah. affected. Up uh, to a hundred million people. Here's the only time you'll hear me say this, or maybe any. I might be the first human being to utter these next words. Uh huh. I would be happier if only ten million people had died. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess everybody would have, right? In this context, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck! Yes. So how do we not know? This is more? also this is also during uh, the the ending of World War One. We'll get into that. I'm sure. Shot. That, okay. Yes. I'm very. I I really don't know anything about it. And neither did I. I, I just until know I started looking into it. What it's called? I couldn't mm-hmm. have tell you told you what time period. I, right. But now that you've told me the time period. Mm-hmm. I know all sorts of other you wor- do. world history things From that came into play that Battlefield. <laughs> or no, no Battlefront. Well, Battlefield. Battlefield. Battlefield 1. Battlefield. And anyway, if you're a gamer, get Battlefield 1. It'll give you a completely different perspective on World War 1, which was awesome to kind of experience that through a video game. Mm. Anyway. And if so you're a Star I, Wars fan, get Battlefront. I constantly confuse yes, the two. That's okay. But, um,. Because of, I'm honestly because of playing that video game. Yeah, you learned a lot. It of history. really got me into mm-hmm. World War One history. Like the I was Great looking War. up. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was looking up articles and all. Because when I was growing up, and it's probably still somewhat this way, World War Two is the big yes. one. that... the greatest generation yes. was like really becoming a thing in right. the nineties. Yeah. So I know a lot about that. Never really paid too much attention to World War One because you just don't. And, and honestly, part of it was because the United States didn't participate until there was nine or ten months left. Yeah. So we got into that one late. Mm. Um, but I'm, I'm fascinated about this. Oh, yes. This is, this for is the, an For this time one. period, this is... Uh-huh. And it's almost exactly a hundred years ago. Next yes. year, it'll be a hundred years mm-hmm. ago, you know, that we're talking about. So, <clears throat> so yes. So this, there was this massive flu outbreak. It was influenza. That, so... The flu. Um, Get your shots, people. <laughs> well, so here's the interesting thing. I've, I've already received my email from uh, from CVS. Oh yeah, I'm. <laughs> I, I hate that. I'm kind of. I'm constantly on the fence about getting a flu shot, and almost never do. Because the one time I got it, before I went to Berkeley for school the next year, I got the shot and got sick. And I know that that's, like, not supposed to be a thing, or, like, it's... it's. I don't know. I feel like I'm You're spreading right. things You're right. About. That's not supposed to be a thing. Well, <laughs> it's... And then I got the flu later that year. Now, I know that it's not a perfect science, that they're just trying to isolate, like, the most common one. I get it. And, like, now I've had pleurisy. So maybe I should be careful and don't want to end up with pneumonia or whatever. So... Maybe you should just sleep with a syringe in your arm. <laughs> Constantly feeding yes. me a vaccine. Yes. And just have, like, oh. like now that you have a home office, just always have a syringe. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I'm sure that'll help. <laughs> yeah, always. So, 
Let's so we'll talk about the virus in a minute, but let's talk about like how this outbreak started. Basics are it was the flu, but we'll get into it a little bit more. But um, there's a lot of speculation about the source of this particular influenza outbreak. So like patient zero. Sure. Um, as this- there, as there, there would be that today. I mean, there for the most part there would be. Like a patient zero? Yeah, there, there'd be trouble trying to pin that person oh, down. Oh, yes, they're always... Even epidemiology today. is difficult. Even like today. When you're t- but there and are we're, a lot we're talking, more. We're talking almost exactly. on the nose 100 years it ago. It was 100 so, years yeah, ago. Good, good luck with that. Bad records. like, And there's yeah. a lot of other aggravating factors we'll get yeah. into. But the first confirmed outbreak of the virus actually came from the dead middle of the United States in Kansas. Really? Yeah. Um, at Camp Funston, Fort Riley in northeastern Kansas. So the first victim there was diagnosed on March 11th, 1918. It was a mess cook private named Albert Gitchell. Uh, way, now, to go, way to go, Albert. <laughs> now, that was just the first confirmed, like, recorded out, uh, outbreak patient, but... That's, that's got to suck. This, right? This, this that's freaking, his, his name in history. This guy's legacy... As being patient zero, basically. But there are a lot of other theories as to when and where it and how it got it started. Um, this, is, this is just the known, the first like known case. And of documented, it. yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so other virologists have speci- has speculated that the virus actually began at a military hospital in Etapolis, France, um, when sure. a virus mutated from birds to pigs to humans. They had pigs at the camp. Um, and then there are other theories that say it came from Austria. Others that say it came from China. So the the thing that these all these theories seem to have in common is that military activity played a big part in the origin and the spread of the virus, which, like I said, we'll get into. But, yeah, so... Not, not surprising at all. Yeah. Because most of those countries you named were involved in World exactly, War One. Exactly, exactly. So the virus itself... Might ring a bell. It was H1N1. Oh, yeah. Swine flu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No shit. Yep. Yep. There was a 2009 that's, outbreak that's, of I was going to say, that's mm-hmm. still around. Mm-hmm. Absolutely is. Yeah, so, yeah, it became a hot topic in, like, 09 because there was another outbreak. Also became a topic <laughs> at the very beginning of season four of The Walking Dead. H1N1? Yes, swine flu. Really? Specifically? Yes. yes. I don't remember that. It's okay. But, okay. It, but, but it was. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I would go into. I checked ex- out on that show a long time. I know. Ago. I would go into explaining it, but well, I know you not. probably wouldn't care. No. So. But yes, no. it was um, at the ve- when we first started dating. Mm-hmm. The very first season we watched together. Okay. The first couple of episodes dealt with they all caught the flu from the pigs that they had. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. At the I prison. remember that. Yes. I remember that now. Yeah. And four years later, that show is still going on mm-hmm. when it should have ended like two seasons it ago. Probably should have. But yeah. anyway, okay. side sidebar. Yeah. My apologies to the Walking Dead people, but really, really, like it was all Glenn dying twice. That that was spoiler alert. That was awful. Yeah, that was pretty stupid. Anyway, so but anyway, it, swine flu <laughs> is swine still flu. around. It is still around, and it was around back then. Um, so H one N one is a type of influenza A virus, and and just shows itself the same as any other flu, like coughing, fever, chills. Vomiting, like all the standard flu stuff. A lot of pooping. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Well, that's, yeah. Just, I left that out. Just, well, just to be accurate. Okay. We're all about accuracy. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
And it spreads the same way as any other flu, germs, contact, all that stuff. Um, And it's called swine flu because it was eventually isolated as having come from pigs in the 1920s and 30s. That's when they isolated it, that it came from there. And there's actually a hypothesis that the flu came from birds to pigs to humans, like I mentioned before. Um, The avian flu? Yes, because... Pigs actually have receptors for avian viruses, influenza viruses, and human influenza viruses. So they can pass it zoonotically, like interspecies diseases. So pigs can both catch and spread influenza between birds and people, which is interesting and terrible. (laughs) So you're absolutely right. 1918 was nearing the end of World War I. Um, Europe and, and the United States in an effort to keep morale up, purposefully suppressed reports of H1N1 as an epidemic. They didn't want to panic people. There was wartime censorship at play, like trying to keep morale up. So they, they, they really minimized this outbreak in the press. <clears throat> now, the one exception, there's one country that was an exception, and it was a neutral country. Do you know what country was neutral in Europe in World War I? Canada? <laughs> Probably. But well, what, hey, they were involved in World War II. Oh, uh, yes. Now, how <laughs> did how did you how did you first recognize what was the nickname that this flu had that you recognized? Was it Spain? It, it was Spain. Spain. Was it was Spain? And here's the thing. How did they get out of this one? What do you mean? Like, how did they become uninvolved in this one? That's what I'm uninvolved saying. Uninvolved in what? In was, World War One? Yes. Is that what you were just saying? No, they were neutral. I don't know why. I didn't look into well, military history. Neutral is, yeah, they didn't. Okay. Yeah. But anyway. No, yeah. no. What what I'm saying is, do you know why it was named after Spain, even though Spain didn't suffer any more than any other country? Like, it was all over the place. The pig they traced it back to had a Spanish name. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I, I, I don't know. That was the best I could come up with, though. <laughs> no, it was because they didn't have wartime censorship. So they were properly oh, they were okay. properly reporting on it. So I just assumed that everybody had wartime censorship. Well, but they weren't involved in the war. That was the thing. That is the okay. So so they were reporting on this outbreak. And so other countries got the impression that their country wasn't suffering as much as Spain. So Spain was sort of like the epicenter of it when in fact it was not. It was everywhere. It just wasn't it, the word wasn't getting out the same way. So when people were first hearing of this, and they're pretty much only hearing it and hearing it, seeing it in print, because right, there's no radio. TV. There's no TV at all. Mm-hmm. Radio is still very much yeah. in its infancy. Yes. radio wouldn't take off until like, like around people like, didn't have radios in their homes, right? No. At that point in 1918, radio took off in the 1920s. That's okay. when radio was at its peak. So just after. Yes. But at at this point, you're only reading that in a newspaper and who knows what that source is. Right. So. There there are all sorts of, you know, outlandish factors that would, you know, yeah. So so it gave the impression to the world that Spain was kind of like the the, epicenter of it. And And it was not at all. Hence the Spanish flu. Right. Which was a complete misnomer. This was a worldwide epidemic. It was an H1N1 influenza outbreak that happened worldwide. So, uh, um, there was so there was sort of like two waves of this outbreak. The first outbreak happened like in the spring and early summer of 1918, 
And it was pretty standard for the flu. It, uh, the fatalities were mostly the very old, the very young, and people with compromised immune systems, just like it is now. I mean, the flu is still a deadly virus. It can yes, kill, yes, but it, it tends to just target specific weakened populations, either because they're really young, really old, or have other immunosuppressing problems. Um, but the second outbreak in August of 1918 was specifically notorious for killing younger, healthier people. Um, it, and that second wave kind of started, like the sources of it were the U.S., France, and Sierra Leone. So we're talking about three different continents, and it, it was all over the world, but that's kind of where it sort of started. But now this, this second flu strain wasn't, it was still just this H1N1 flu strain. Now it may have been a severe version of it, but it was still, it hadn't mutated, it hadn't, it, it was still the flu. It was still influenza. Um, and that's why the first outbreak kind of just played out like it would today. It, it targeted the young, the old, and the, the immunosuppressed, but um, other people got sick but didn't die. But the, um, the second wave of the outbreak, the problem was really timing with it, what caused it to be so deadly. So World War I, military activity playing a part in spreading this, um, and this is fascinating to me. There was actually a sort of reverse natural selection at play on in okay. the military for this virus. So if you think about it, if there's a virus that breaks out, if you are really sick, what do you do? I mean, for me, I'm going to the doctor. I'm going to reach out to somebody. Well, okay, yeah, you go to the doctor, but what, what are you doing? Are you going to work? No. Or, no. You're staying at home, you're resting, you're recuperating. If you're a little sick, you might go out, but you'll probably limit your activities. You're not going to, like, go out to dinner and... I'll still go to work. Right, you'll go to work, but yeah. that might be it, or you'll stay close by to home. And if you're not sick or very mildly sick, you might just have normal activity. Yeah. So what happens is the viruses that get spread are the more mild versions of them because people who are really sick aren't spreading the diseases sure. as much. Here's the problem in a military context. If you're not very sick, you're staying on the battlefield. You're, you're staying in the camps. You're doing all, all the normal stuff you would. If you're very sick, at least back then, you're getting shipped off to crowded, overcrowded field hospitals mm -hmm. where you're going to spread it around and mm -hmm. where you're going to get it spread to you. So it was like this complete reverse of that incubation, like being isolated. Mm -hmm. And instead it started to spread amongst soldiers, especially. I'm sure it did. So it that played a huge part. And soldiers are who? L young, mm -hmm. otherwise healthy yeah. men generally, and uh, certainly at this time. So it, so it was really turning the whole natural selection process of this virus on its head and made it way more severe than it, it could have been. So I thought that was fascinating. But, and also because of the war, civilian life was no great shakes at that point no. either. Well, nothing is, I mean, it's, it would be a whole other topic on its own, mm -hmm. but... If you're a civilian during that time, and especially if you're in combat, you're not in a general state of health, really, ever. Right. Either mentally, physically, right. 
you know, you're not eating regularly. Mm-hmm. You're not, mm-hmm. you're dirty. When, mm-hmm. When's the last time you're taking a shower? Right. You know, and if you're a civilian, you're kind of going through that same kind of, so mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing is really healthy. Right. During a war. Right. Like really right. nothing at all. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. that would be the other, so it would really make sense for something like this to happen. Yes. During and and this is especially at the end after there has been four years yes. worth of destruction. Yes. And also a new player in town, being the United States, came yeah. in recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is also the very beginning of uh, uh, air combat. Mm. Um, and this is also before um, uh, it was illegal to use poisonous gas. Oh. Poisonous gas was used during oh, World okay. War One. After that, they were like, okay, like every country kind of made... We're going to say we're not like, going to do that yeah. anymore, yeah. We can kill you in all sorts of other ways. Mm. We're just not going to do it with mustard gas. Gotcha. So, yeah, the conditions for this, it really could have only happened... At that time. Under these conditions. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really. Right. So there was a lot of poverty, malnourishment, oh, t- overcrowding oh, yes. in military Refugees, camps. Yes. displaced people. Yes. I mean, a, a whole section of the world was fucked up. Poor hygiene. Um, yeah. And opportunity. No, no hygiene. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean. Opportunistic infection was yeah. really easy. Um, so this is also, this is 1918. Most of the advances of the medical advances of the 20th century hadn't even happened. They didn't know what an antibiotic right. was. Right. They were about to happen, but they, they, were they, hadn't, they hadn't yet. Yes. Exactly. They act. Most <laughs> this doctors. Is what, this is when cocaine was still legal. <laughs> right. Yes. And I'm and not even kidding. Babies. Yes. And I'm not yes, even kidding. Yes. No. So it's like, oh, here he could use a little pick me up. <laughs> right. Um, and, and in fact, like the whole concept of a virus was new. Most doctors thought this whole thing was caused by bacteria. Well, yeah. So it was. Yeah. It, it so. was just there were no antibiotics, no shit. vaccines for this. Shit was just fucked up. And, and doctors weren't even required to report cases of this flu. Yeah, probably not. So, And they're dealing with a patient while they're smoking a cigarette and right? aren't wearing a mask and have, have nothing. Have a scotch in their hand. Yeah, and don't have anything. They don't have surgical <laughs> right? gloves. They're just like, right. oh, yeah, I'm just going to put this guy's bone mm-hmm. back in. Right. Oh, here you go. You want a puff? Sure. Here you go. <laughs> so, yeah, so this was just clearly a different time. Plus... There is a thought that this virus, like, when it was able to sort of spin out of control and take hold in people with, you know, even healthy people had more suppressed immune systems because of all those circumstances. Um, The virus was thought to have caused an effect in the body known as a cytokine storm. It's basically... I I hope I never get diagnosed with that fucking thing. It's basically like the um, body's own immune system going a little amok, similar to what happens in cancer, but basically the um, immune system starts breaking down the body itself. Like, like, uh, I'm sorry, sir, you have a cytokine? Is that what Cytokine storm. I'm sorry, sir, you have a cytokine storm. You might as well just go shoot yourself. (laughs) You're you're dead. You're going to die. Well, unfortunately... That that, that would be what was going through my head if I ever got, like, you have a... It'd be a cool thing to have as, like, a name. Like Cytokine a, storm? Yeah, like, I'd put it, like, as, like, a, you know, like, can I get a plaque of that? As Cytokine being, storm? Yeah, so being diagnosed with that. Oh. And, uh... I'll, and surviving it, I would hope. Well, yes. <laughs> and when I do survive it, that will be the name of my metal band. Cytokine storm! That is yes. a great band name! <laughs> and it'll also be the our first single, <laughs> and it'll also be the name of the album. Yes. Yes. Oh... So yes, yeah, so this this second wave of, of H1N1 in 1918 was 
remarkable in that it it affected huge numbers of people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s and killed them. Killed otherwise healthy people. Which for a pandemic is... I'm not going to say rare, but it's uncommon. I don't know. I do not have the background in epidemiology to be able to comment on that. I don't either, but I've watched a couple documentaries. Oh, oh. And I've seen the movie Outbreak. (laughs) They apparently mention this in Outbreak. Oh, do they? Okay. I don't remember that, although I definitely have seen the movie. That makes me a professional. (laughs) And I did stay at a Holiday Inn last night. What? It used to be their ad campaign. H1N1? No. That, that, <laughs> would, that would be a horrible... <laughs> be a terrible ad. <laughs> what used to be their ad campaign? Like, uh, I stayed in a Holiday Inn last night, like, so that's why I'm so much smarter, because I'm so much more rested. Oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. You I didn't st- do the play-along <laughs> sign. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, but I didn't think I'd have to do the play-along sign, so then you come up with, what was their slogan, H1N1? <laughs> <laughs> well, I come, mean... Come stay at a Holiday Inn, you'll get the swine flu. <laughs> It'll be fantastic. Holiday Inn, if you would like to sponsor us, we'd be happy to retract that statement. Yes. You're going to have to sponsor us first. <laughs> oh. So here's another interesting thing, getting back to this, this H1N1 outbreak. Um, it, it actually affected... <laughs> All right, let's move along I know, now. I'm trying to. I'm still... Some some elderly people actually fared surprisingly well in this pandemic, which would not be expected because generally the flu like targets the elderly. But here's the interesting thing. There was an outbreak in 1889 to 1890 ah, of so H1N1. They, so they built up a... Yeah. So it, it was surprisingly less affecting of that population than one would expect. Maybe that's why, like, British rock stars, like, don't (laughs) die, ever. Like, they're all still alive. But were they, but from viruses? It sounds like they all live, like, if Tom Tom Petty was British, he'd still be alive. Rest in peace, Mr. Petty. Yes. But yes. But we do know if he was British. Probably would have. He'd still be alive for sure. Yeah. I mean, Keith Richards is still fucking alive. Now, how that is... Po- <laughs> he is, like, basically a medical miracle. Yeah. because <laughs> he's British, and apparently they've dealt with uh, 13 swine flu epidemics, and they've got a, a natural tolerance well, to this. Well, no, you know what they did? They A lot of those rockers do have in common is they grew up in post-war England. They or did. Or during they, wartime they, England. They grew up during con- Reconstruction. Yes. So I wonder if there is something to, like, they were exposed to certain things that actually built up their immunity or something. Hey, I swam in a stagnant canal uh, a lot, and I'm completely healthy. Well, you're only 40, so let's hold out for a little <laughs> For 40. For 40, you are in good shape, yes. yes. I'm trying to let's keep it relative now. <laughs> and you just gave away my age. Damn. We have done that like six times I know, already. Probably. Yeah. But just to come out and say it, it's so disrespectful. <laughs> so disrespectful, yeah. <laughs> so the actual causes of death caused by the virus tended to be pneumonia. Okay. So people tended to die of pneumonia, though some people did die from malnutrition too, malnourishment. Yeah. So if you can't keep anything down or if you just sort of waste away. Or if you're sleeping outside, which is probably what a lot of people were doing. Um, There are multiple accounts of this flu being especially aggressive and very quickly fatal. Like even there are accounts of people getting sick during the day and dying that night. So like, and it spread 
fast too. So um, it was almost it was almost like a death sentence if you came down with it. Well, maybe not a. It depended on your circumstances. Sure. But. Um, but but you were fearing for your life. Oh, it, 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 it was it was serious. Yes, it yeah. was absolutely serious. Um, doctors at the time gave accounts of really bad cases of pneumonia. Um, there's one quote that a doctor said that one cyanosis appeared in patients and that, quote, it is simply a struggle for air until they suffocate. I mean, they didn't have respirators. They didn't have nebulizers. Like, there was this really is, no treating This is this. also, they're mostly in field hospitals. Yes. They, they don't have well, shit. Well, in the military, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and even, then, even, even in civilians. Well, they had doctor's offices, but they couldn't, and hospitals, but they couldn't it's, do much more this than... This is at the end of a war. Yeah. A lot of those places were had been bombed out and stuff like that. Well, in Europe, so, yes. Yeah. Not in America, necessarily. Oh, well, sure. <clears throat> but still, yeah. but it seems like where the first documented case was in, what, what Kansas? Yes. Mm-hmm. But it seems like the, the whole, like, like just the, <clears throat> what am I trying to say? Like... Milieu. The milieu, that's a good word. I like <laughs> that. The mil- happened in Europe. That seems to be Oh, where you mean like of, the nexus of it? Yes. Well, well, this was really worldwide. Sure. This was really genuinely worldwide. I Now, we'll, we'll get into the, that a little bit more, but... We'll get into that. Shot! You know what that means at home. <laughs> and that, that's for the two Alabama ladies, too. Yes, yes. We expect yes. you to take your shots. <laughs> Even if it's wine, that works. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so overall mortality was estimated to be 10 to 20%. So if you got, if you got this flu, you stood a 10 to 20% chance of dying. Yeah. That's pretty that's good. That's not, that's, that's pretty not good some in, odds in a, you want. Pretty good in a bad way. Yeah. It's bad. It's yeah. Good odds of dying, which is bad. Yeah. <laughs> so it's speculated that the hardest hit population was pregnant women. Which that kind of makes sense. There was yeah. apparently there. It's speculated that there were some hormonal factors sure. that were aggravating to the the virus. But there, there are there are all uh, sorts of extra circumstances happening to your body sure. while you're pregnant, and immune system, and a lot of other yeah. things. So throwing a pandemic on top of that, I'm yeah. sure, doesn't help things. No. Um, uh, and the mortality rate for pregnant women at the time was estimated to be between 20, this is a huge range, but 23 to 71% mortality. Well, let's cut that in half and call it 50-50. Yeah, and even that's just horrible. Jesus Christ. Even if you took it at its low point, yeah. that's still one in four. It would be interesting to see the effect on birth rates in like the, in 1918 and 1919. I bet it sort of experienced a drop. That would make sense. Probably was a lot of that you anyway, know? just due to the war. That's too. true too. It would be hard to sort of separate yeah. that out. But anyway, this is this is a really this was the circumstances horrible. surrounding this are so storm. unique. Yes, uh-huh. I mean they really are. Mm-hmm. That's what's getting me about about this yes. is fucking a. Yeah. Let's hope there's not a World War Three, people. <laughs> right. Because there will be some similar shit to this going yeah. on. So, in the United States, the average lifespan dipped by 10 years as a result Fucking of this. Really? Well, I mean, if you think about it, so many people died young that it just dropped the overall well, yeah. lifespan. And like, there's pro- different ways to look at that. And but. also, like, what we had talked about on the thalidomide episode uh-huh. was even if you had survived this and survived, it. it probably took a couple of years out yes, of life. Yes, yes. So, it, some people were probably very near death but did survive. And, yeah. yeah Something like that just 
I'm sure something like this life? didn't add years to no. your fucking life. No. I'm sure it only took them no. away. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So. Now, after 1918, um, the v- incidences of the virus and the outbreak like dropped dramatically. It did still go for a couple of years, but the bulk of the infections and the deadly infections really were in 1918. Um, that also makes sense. Well, it, that was the last year of the war, mm-hmm. the, and then things started improving after that, mm-hmm. so that probably helped. Um, it's estimated 25 million people were killed within the first 25 weeks of the outbreak. Jesus a million people Christ. a week. Christ. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, there were still some infections through 1919 and 1920. Very notably, one Mr. United States President Woodrow Wilson had the flu uh, while he was negotiating the Treaty of Versailles yes, for the did. United States. Yes, he did. So. Nice catch. Yeah. You know, you know where I learned that? <clears throat> where? Drunk history. Oh, really? You <laughs> <laughs> played Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson. I can't remember, but it was um, Courtney whatever from Friends that played. Courtney Cox? Courtney Cox that played, huh. played the wife. Oh, yes. Mrs. Wilson. Yes, whoever was that was. I Mrs. Think. I can't remember, but, um... Lamina Wilson. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't her name. But, um... But he also had, like, apparently had a stroke, like, towards the end of his term. Really? And they tried to hide it. Oh! And she... I can't, she I can't basically this, was the president, the president, like, throughout the end of his that's term. That's great. I've heard so, of that, yes. yes. Oh, that's nuts, but kind of awesome at the same time. Yeah, it's... Behind yeah. every great man, they do say. And, uh, vice versa. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, let's... Although, thinking of Tina Turner right after I said that, <laughs> some, sometimes, behind every great woman, there's an absolute piece of shit. Yes. That, that happens a lot, too. Born. That happens a lot, too. Like, I, I just want to throw that out there for... <laughs> For our, our female audience, I was just like, no motherfucking way. Andre, I can fucking stand that guy, and now I'm so much better. I just ruined that. Whatever. <laughs> Who's Andre? I, no, Did you just, just name up the name? I was making up a scenario of, like, somebody who might have been listening. So, this was a worldwide epidemic, but mortality rates varied according to geographical re- region um, and was dependent on a bunch of different factors. Um... For example, a lot of people in Denmark caught the first wave of the virus and ended up immune to it when the second virus came, which ended in a much lower rate of mortality. In, For example, in Copenhagen, the mortality rate was 0.27% for, for the second wave of influenza. So the first wave hitting an area harder actually was a better portent for the second wave not being so bad because people had built up the immunity, and that's how they know it was the same virus because mm-hmm. people did have immunity to it. Um, Japan specifically restricted their sea travel, their maritime, tra- maritime travel to other areas to specifically try to prevent the de- disease from spreading, and that helped. So they had a low mortality rate of like 0.425%. Um Basically, the more isolated a country was or tried to be, sure. the better off they fared. Um, there's like an isolated island in the Amazon in Brazil called Marajo. Um, also, American Samoa and New Caledonia. All three of these places reported zero fatalities. Okay. So these are islands isolated. 
they're, limited they're not, travel. They're not sending anybody off to World War exactly. One. Exactly. So yeah. they actually fared really well. Yeah. Now, other areas didn't do so well, especially like one of the places that was worse was several Pacific islands because New Zealand, shout out to our New Zealand listeners, but sorry. Um, New Zealand had been really slow to respond to trying to keep the virus from spreading by ship, like sending people to other islands. Um, and they were still allowed to leave the ports with people who were carrying the flu to these other islands. So they really helped spread the virus to nearby islands. Um, for example, in German Samoa, which is now the independent state of Samoa, 90% of the population caught this flu. 30% of adult men died. 22% of adult women died. And 10% of children died. So it was very hard hit. Those are all really shitty statistics. It's awful. It's awful. Basically, like, if you add that up, 62% of people. Who were the 10% that didn't get it? Like, Right? <laughs> well, they may have had it before and had immunity. I guess, They may have yeah. been isolated for other reasons from their community. So, yeah. I mean, and these are all... I, this is 100 years ago. These are all estimates. They have yeah, to be. Because exactly. there's just not, like, this brilliant yeah, record-keeping system. Well, it's, it's just based on... Yeah, there is a method behind it. Sure, and there's very scientific, yeah. very. Yeah. This is as good as but no, we can get. But for nobody, this. nobody fucking knows exactly. for sure, and you, and you never will. Mm-hmm. When you're dealing with millions of fatalities, right? Are you going to count that down to an exact body count? Like, right? That? No. So overall, the HN H1N1 outbreak of 1918 infected an estimated 20 percent of the world's population Holy at the time. So 500 shit. million people, 20 percent of the entire world's population caught this flu. The world's population at that time was only 500 million? No. 20% was 500 million. Oh, okay. So that would make it 2.5 billion. Yes. Wait, no, no, wait. No, no, no. no, That would make it 1 billion. I'm sorry. No. (laughs) No. Hang on. 2.5 billion. 2.5 billion is correct. A half a billion people. 20% was 500 million. Yes. So times 5. So yeah, 2.5 billion people. Okay. Now there's 7 billion people. I know. (laughs) It's a little... I remember when there was 5 billion people. When I was a little kid, yeah, like it broke yeah. 5. I remember when it was 5 for a while and then broke 6. And when my mon- when our parents' generation were teenagers, early 20s, it was 3. That's crazy. Like the size of the, the population of the earth has doubled That's insane. beyond that in 50 years. But there's no climate change. We're not impacting this earth at all. Not at all. No. Humans don't have an impact on the environment. No. Sarcasm. Just wanted to make sure that was really clear that that was sarcasm. But anyway. Anywho. Anywho. Anywho, this is a fucking disaster. <laughs> yes. Oh, before... I, I fuck. Yeah. One out of five people on the goddamn planet. Yes. Cut yes. this shit. Now, here's something really interesting, too. There's actually speculation that the pandemic even affected the outcome of World War One because the central powers were earlier affected by H1N1 than the Allies were. So okay. there's some I mean, I, speculation that that helped tip it, the scale in the Allies' favor. Didn't help them. Right. Well, it didn't hurt the, cent- it didn't the, hurt cent- the Allies. The cent- no, the central powers. powers. It didn't help the central saying, powers. Did yeah. that help them at all? Exactly. Exactly. So, so yes, um, 20% of the world's population was infected. Killed was an estimated three to six percent of the population of the Earth of that's humans on Earth. Fucking crazy. Yes. That's absolutely crazy. Yes, that's fifty to hundred you know million what, people. You know what percentage of the population died during the American Civil War? Hmm. Two percent. 
Of the world's population? Of the American population. Oh, American population, yeah. And that yeah. translated to 600,000 people. Still. This killed more. This killed more in the U.S. Right. I read it was 675,000 in the United States got oh, killed by this. Re- yes. Oh, no shit. Really? Yes. Okay. I was trying not to make it too U.S.-centric, so I didn't put that in here, but I believe that was the number. So wow. more people died in this outbreak in the U.S. than in than during the Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah. Okay. So now there were more people in the U.S. because sure. this, we're talking fifty years later. Yeah. But but yeah, it ki- this virus killed more people in twenty four weeks than AIDS killed in twenty four years. Yeah, that's putting things in perspective now, right? isn't it? Right. What the fuck? I know. Like, how is this not a bigger deal? I know. Well, we're gonna get into that. <laughs> Shot. <laughs> Shot. <laughs> I, I, I think I know why now that I've asked that question. Okay, well, well hold yeah. on. Let me finish this, and then we'll get into that. So um, it's actually thought that this pandemic likely, although it's, again, this is a hard thing to speculate on, may have killed more people than the Black Death. The Black Plague. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is one of the world's other most devastating mm-hmm. panics on re- or pandemics on record. Obviously, that was centuries ago, so it's a lot harder yeah. to nail down those numbers. But it's, from what I read, like, because we'll cover the the Black Plague at some point, but... Sure. Um, That'll be a fun one for our... Uh, <laughs> right? For our listeners who play Dungeons and Dragons. But does that include references I'm, I'm to the Black kidding. Death? I'm just kidding. Oh. Like, it's just like, you know, medieval. Oh. And, Those yeah. who are into Norwegian death metal. Yes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> um, all, all you Mayhem fans out there, all <laughs> ten of you, hopefully one of you listens to this podcast. I, I listened to the last podcast about that, and they were talking about death who killed himself. Yes. <laughs> No, dead. Dead who killed himself. Yes, D-E-A-D. Yes. Listen to last podcast on the left if you want to learn more about that. But let's yes. move on. Um, so some estimates put death tolls of the Black Plague around 75 million. So it was greater. Really? Yeah. It was huge. Now, that was a greater percentage of the population. So much then. greater then. But numbers-wise, this could have been as much as 100 million or more. So numbers-wise, this may have been worse. Fuck. I know. I know. Um, now, here's something else. How many people total, civilian and military, died in World War One? Death toll. <sighs> civilian plus military. Yes, World everybody. War um, Estimated. I would. Th- I'm, I'll throw that estimate out at like twenty-five million. Forty-one. Okay. All right. But here's the problem. So first of all. Even just with that number, this plague killed more people sure. than World War One. And nobody it, knows what this plague had to do with that number. That's the thing, is that people were dying in military hospitals mm-hmm. who were counted as the casualties right. who died from the plague. Right. So these numbers overlap. Right. So, But they overlap in favor of the pandemic sure. being the more deadly. So yeah. clearly this pandemic killed more people than World War One. That's fucked up. I know. So you were, we were talking about like, well, why is this not more widely known than? Because because when you said this, when you said the original name of it, which mm-hmm. I don't remember mm-hmm. what it is now, what Spanish flu? No, no, no. There was oh a, oh oh the original the 1918 flu pandemic. Okay. Yeah. Um, but when you said the Spanish flu, I'm like, oh, I've heard of that. Right. But I thought it happened like 200 years ago. Oh. Like in okay. like in like the. Spanish Inquisition or something? No, like early 1800s, maybe, like somewhere around, like, yeah, whatever, people died. Uh Like, nobody really cared back then because Uh, uh, right to life wasn't really a thing 200 years ago. (laughs) It wasn't really a thing 100 years (laughs) ago. Um, 
But to know that this happened at the very end of World War One, mm-hmm. and that one out of five people on the fucking globe... Caught it. I mean, that's... that's. Can you imagine if something happened like that I today? Know. People would lose their fucking yes. mind. Yes. And there, I read a little bit. I didn't go too far into this, but I did read about, like, what they estimate a, a similar outbreak would do today. And as a percentage well, that, of the that's, world's... That's uh, that's over a billion people. Well, but here's the thing. Taking 20%. As, as a percentage of the population, they estimate it would actually do a lot less damage percentage-wise. Like, they, they estimate it would kill up to about 80 million people. Which is a much smaller percentage. It's a smaller of the percentage globe. now yes. than it was. Yeah. Yes, it's still a huge number of people, but yeah. potentially even less than this pandemic. But, but still, here's why: yeah, because okay. there's so much better medical care now, and medical advances, and just epidemiologists are a, a lot more advanced. And but um, but the thing that they did say was where it would really affect is developing countries. Oh fuck yeah! Like developed in, countries India, would not really have a big problem. Pakistan, fucking Bangladesh. Third probably. world countries would would have basically any place where Walmart has a store, or Nike <laughs> has a factory. Those countries or plazas would be are gone. collapsing yeah. because people don't care about workers. Because this should be. I mean, this only happened 100 years ago. Right, and it killed, like, 3 to 6% of the entire world's population. Yes, so that's yes a, this should be huge. That's a pretty fucking... Yes, yes. But there were a lot of aggravating factors as to why... Sure. This wasn't... Um, it, it's In fact, it's often called the forgotten pandemic. Right. For how severe it was and how little, like, it's remembered. You shouldn't ever forget it. No, exactly. Well, like, never forget 9-11, right? Like, yeah. that's our generation. Should never forget thing. that either. Right, like Pearl Harbor, you never forget. Yeah. But this pandemic was kind of forgotten. Yeah. Um, the, the world sort of moved on pretty quickly from this pandemic, which is strange. But the thing is... It is and it isn't. Yes. There, there was an upturn. I mean, there was a serious upturn politically and mm-hmm. dynastically yes. in what happened with the globe. That's very at that true. T- at that time. Plus, um... A lot of the deaths, like we sort of talked about already, a lot of the deaths of soldiers from the pandemic were lumped in with, like, battle sure. deaths. And, so and this is sort of part of the Soldiers war. in that war died in droves. Yes. yes. So, well, 41 million is the yeah. count. I mean, that's huge. So, like, a soldier dying, it's like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. And it wasn't well covered in the press no. because of wartime censorship, like we talked about. So it wasn't like front page news or anything. Plus, there, in to put it in historical context, there were a lot of other outbreaks surrounding this, like sure. before and after cholera, yellow fever, dysentery, diphtheria, all the stuff that people from the Oregon Trail died from. You know. Plus, the new one that was about to come up was. Um... Uh, polio. Polio, polio mm-hmm. was about to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there there were... A whole foundation that everybody knows that March of Dimes was, it, right, was founded yeah, on uh, yeah. polio. So, so it kind of wasn't... But still... It didn't feel out of the ordinary. <laughs> still, it's Based like, on the press, though, because like, it was yeah. really the marketing was bad for yeah, it, you know? Yeah, all right, pandemics. You need to have better marketing teams. We, mm-hmm. can, we can help. 
We'll we'll put, we'll put our names <laughs> out there. That's true. It would make sense for a podcast called All Bad Things to do that, huh? But I mean, even even with all those mitigating factors, yeah, at the end of a world war, a, yeah. a serious world war. Well, plus the uh, bulk of the pandemic was pretty short. It only lasted like nine months. Maybe that was it too. You know, I mean, and I, it was just like. It was just a timing. Bam. It was and just timing, really, was what made this sort of not well, the, seem as impactful. The timing is what made it happen, mm-hmm. and the timing was also, as you just said, is what made it impactful. Yes, yes, Un- unimpactful. unimpactful. Yes, uh huh, yeah. So, but it wasn't completely lost. The medical community, like clearly, I, let's hope so. Yes, and obvious, um, and obviously because the 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 Journal of the American Medical Association noted of the outbreak in its final 1918 edition. It said, "quote The 1918 has gone a year momentous as the termination of the most cruel war in the annals of the human race, a year which marked the end, at least for a time, of man's destruction of man." Unfortunately, a year in which developed a most fatal infectious disease causing the death of hundreds of thousands of human beings. Medical science for four and one half years devoted itself to putting men on the firing line and keeping them there. Now it must turn with its whole might to combating the greatest enemy of all, infectious disease. End quote. So the medical community, like, noted, like, look, we were super distracted by this war and trying to keep people fighting. And now, like... Well, at the time, they thought World War was over. <laughs> well, you know what they called World War One? The Great War, right? Well, it had many nicknames. One of them that stuck was mm-hmm. that one that the you Great just War. said. And the war to end all wars. Yeah. And we would prove that wrong less than 20 years yes, later. Yes, They would take it all of a... Let's see, they'd be like, uh... 19 years yeah. later? Like, oh, let's yeah. get this going again. Mm-hmm. 18 years later, yeah. actually. 1936 was kind yeah. of the... Yeah. Unofficial start to World War II. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but but they, I mean... <laughs> and then yeah. you throw this in on top of it. I know. Like, what the... I know. F- Jesus. So, now, the good news is that the medical community actually did respond, like, make changes as a result well, of this. sure. And yes. governments did, too. Yeah. Um, a lot, and, and this was also post-war, so it was time for rebuilding. Because you know that they knew. Of course. They had to have. They did know, even if they weren't spreading it right like spreading the word about it yeah. to the people yes they knew about it so and plus post world war one a lot of countries revamped their health departments their health ministries uh, in their, the 20s their country constitutions yeah, well yes, all kinds yes. Of, but it yes. included like their domestic ministries too sure. so in the 1920s with a lot more progressive eye towards public health policy sure. um and acknowledgement that does that that um uh, epidemics were international disasters because uh, infectious it's diseases a, don't a, stay within borders. Right, and it's also a serious public health threat. It is, and it's one that requires international cooperation right. because that, that, that if they you don't spread worldwide. If you don't do something about it to mitigate it in the upfront, it's going to it's cost going to, so it's much going to cost you ten times exactly. that much amount of money just monetarily. It's going to cost you that much more money mm-hmm. on the back end if you mm-hmm. ignore it. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in 1919, so the year after the worst of this epidemic, um, an international bureau for fighting epidemics was founded in Vienna, Austria. Okay. That was a precursor 
to today's World Health Organization. Okay. So there, the medical community really did respond to this. And, I mean, epidemiology is an entire discipline now. Yeah, I'm sure. And there's, <laughs> there's a lot of canaries in the coal mine about how bad an epidemic would be now. But even... Let's just let's just say let's just say just an epidemic, even right. if, even if it takes out a hundred people, it's it's always well. Better. I mean, and the the upside is we're living in a time of so much more medical advancement. The thing that we're having the biggest problems with, or the might have the biggest problems with, are like resistant viruses to antibiotics. You know, because of our and food systems and. All sorts of other aggravating factors. And also, like, security, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh... Right, like viral warfare? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those, so. so those are those are things that were not in play a hundred years ago. No, no. But they are, they are very much in 100%, play now. Yeah, yeah. So that was the 1918 flu pandemic. Our first, our first pandemic, our first, uh... Outbreak we covered on all bad things. So what country lost the most people, or is that even something you saw? Well, I think that that the one that I mentioned, um, what was it? It was that Pacific Island. Stop, Demetrius. Demetrius was playing with my notes. Um, German he's, he's Samoa. Actually, he's actually been very good. He has been pretty good. Yes, he has. Yeah. If he didn't have this sweet face, we would have... Kicked him out long <laughs> yes, ago. We would have sent him back. Yeah. Sent him back to Cat Angels, where he came from. So, uh, German... German Samoa, Samoa. I mean, it looks like it's saying that 62% of their population died. That's... That's massive. With 90% just, infected. Just take, just take the city of Raleigh, okay? There's, mm-hmm. I think, about 450,000 people. Oh, man. I don't know like, about... Like, Wake proper. County's a million. Wake County's a million, but, but I think, like, Raleigh proper is, like, 450. Something I do not like. remember. Let's just do simple math. Okay, Let's say it's it. 500,000. Call it. Okay. 60% of people in Raleigh died over a nine-month period. That's 300,000 people. Yeah. Like, that's like oh, that's that's man. what that would have been like. That's... Man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... that's I thought, I thought this was especially fascinating because for what might be the world's worst pandemic... It's Ever. Just, it's just kind of... Sort of forgotten in history a little bit. Yeah. Like, that is that is the crazy thing about it, because... Yeah. And I said this earlier, but when you said what it was, the Spanish flu, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that... Heard of the... Uh, sort of heard, had, like, heard a, of it. associations with it. Yeah. But, yeah. But I had my... What mm-hmm. I... You know, my time frame was, oh, somewhere in the 1800s. Well, see, that's how you I know? feel about the Spanish Civil War, or is it the Spanish-American War? Or one of them. There was a war, like, in the there, 20s there, or 30s for the Spanish-American um, or Spanish-American Spanish War. I want to say the Spanish-American War was, like, 1899, 1900, well, see, 1901. That's what I thought, too. Anyway, I'm, I'm getting yeah. way distracted. But, but at any rate, there are definitely historical events that I know I don't have proper context for. Well, but I, I mean, think they are, happened, like, 300 years before they did or whatever. Plus, there are so many. Yes. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I I consider myself a history buff. I I enjoy it very much. Yes, you do. Um, but there are certain things that are kind of known, like known events that I, can, sure. I couldn't place them. Yeah, I'm like yeah. not exactly sure when that happened, mm-hmm. but it happened. Yeah, and it was not not very good. Yeah, <laughs> but so yeah, that- Spanish flu. I never would have guessed. 
uh, was involved with World War One. Yeah, yeah, just timing wise, yeah. I'm gonna look into more of that, like on my own, mm-hmm. really. Like mm-hmm. it's, I'm sure this is something that we. It could be a five-parter if we wanted to stretch it into that. To to really dig into it, yeah. but I mean, the, at the same time, it's it was at a time where. I mean, it was 100 years ago, so yes, there was still good documentation, uh, uh, like, compared to 200 years ago or whatever. Better than 200 years ago. But because it was the, quote, forgotten pandemic, actual, like, in-depth, unique information is a little thin on it. And then they were were like, we're going to leave this out of history books from here on out. Like, when when that internet gets invented. Well, or, or not even purposeful, just like, it just sort of shook out that way. Yeah. yeah, because, I mean, World War One was, again, like a bastard of a war. It was just the focus of the world at that point. And the so. world had never seen anything like that. Yeah. Not with fucking everybody going right. at it, pretty right. much. Apparently, except for Spain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, but that, that was, that was absolutely fascinating, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, uh, not happy we covered it. I'm happy for, uh, History to have that learned we, yes, about it. To yeah. have learned mm-hmm. about it, yes. Mm-hmm. Certainly not happy for the 50 to 100 million people no, that were affected by it. No, So yes, live and learn. We are a public service. Yes. Hopefully it was mostly accurate. Know your exits and know your pandemics. Yes. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week.